0: Leanna.
1: Hello, I, Ed. I have an announcement to make.
0: Okay. I have an announcement. I, I don't like to, you know, I don't want to oversell it, but I do have an announcement to make. Okay. I am no longer eating red delicious apples.
1: Oh, you've, you've come to the dork side, have you? I Well, it's like
0: this long-time listeners would know that um, my favorite apple in the world for a long time was Red Delicious Apples. Problem with Red Delicious Apples is you roll the dice with every apple. You can try to to feel them to make sure that they're firm and stuff like that when you're buying them, um, but in, inevitably you bite into one and it's mealy. It's mushy. And I hate nothing more than biting into a mushy apple. It's disgusting.
1: I don't like biting into mushy things.
0: Oh, <laughs> Okay, um, we you know, uh, we uh, so I I, well, I mean there's you, money in eat, that. You eat
1: oatmeal. That's, but that's I haven't much had oatmeal shit. in ages. I should start eating oatmeal again. Oatmeal no. is delicious. Oh, it's
0: disgusting. Anyway, but I don't
1: I don't like thin oatmeal. I like the thick stuff that you stick the spoon in it and it stands up. That's the good stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I hate oatmeal. Oatmeal for me was always something old people ate, and badly like they slurp it and it's loud. Anyway, um, I'm going down the road. Um, So I have, uh, and then now when I would actually get a firm Red Delicious, the flavor is not there anymore. Like it's just mild. It's not sweet like I like. So finally, after many experiments and trying again and again, I am no longer spending my money on Red Delicious apples. I
1: have switched to Pink Lady apples. Of all the apples you picked, why that? Because, I'm glad you asked
0: this, Padwan, because there was a TV series in the late 70s, very briefly, a variety series, called Pink Lady and Jeff. Okay. It was, hands down, to this day, the worst variety show ever made. Let me tell you a bit about this. Pink Lady were two Japanese ladies, singers, from Japan. Who had got scored like one hit song in uh, North America? Okay. Um, I think that they were told, like they were taught the words to say to make it, you Ang- to make it in English, but okay. they didn't speak English, like not any English. So and- this
1: has nothing to do with Greece.
0: No. Okay. Um, so they're in, uh, they're in England. they they because they were popular number one song. The geniuses at Network TV said, let's give them a variety show. Because at the time, variety shows were big. It was Sonny and Cher, Tony Orlando and Don. Like, you know, there was all these variety shows. It was a big thing once. The thing is that they don't speak English. So they said, let's team them with someone who does. So they teamed them with a comedian named Jeff Altman.
1: Because that makes
0: sense. And they called it Pink Lady and Jeff. And it was the worst because... They try to get them in comedy sketches. Yeah, they don't speak English. Uh,
1: isn't isn't that the the joke back in that time? Har har har.
0: No. It, oh, it, it,
1: okay, that's it. It's a cri- okay. I guess that's why they called them. The actual name of the apple could be taken as ableist, so perhaps that is why they they're using the other name. Cause I'm like, I don't know this apple. Oh yes, I do.
0: What's the name of the apple?
1: Well, I'm going to get in trouble if I say it. You're only giving information. You're not advocating. It's called the Cripps Pink variety.
0: It, it wouldn't Cripps be a last name. Oh
1: my goodness. It is trademarked. The name Pink Lady is trademarked.
0: By who, the apple people or, it's or the, the band? It or the was singers. created
1: by a guy named John Cripps in Australia by crossing a, uh, uh, a something that a type of apple that came from a granny smith apple with a golden delicious apple.
0: Wait, there's granny smith apple in my pink lady?
1: Yes. I well, hate but granny okay, smith. It, granny smith is basically the granny. It's called the lady williams apple.
0: Well, see, I would never have bought it under that name. But right. it being named after a horrible and I was a young, a young tot at that time. I, I, I very watch much this enjoy. Show?
1: I can't eat apples because they hurt my stomach, but I very much enjoy Granny Smith apples.
0: They're disgusting. They're the, they're the worst apple. They're bitter. They're awful. I don't know who Granny Smith was, but she must have been a bitter old lady if they named this apple after her. But I remember watching Pink Lady and Jeff as a youngster, knowing nothing of the history behind this show, and just being entranced by this train wreck. Because it the joke to answer your question no the joke wasn't that they spoke English with an accent they didn't know what they were saying and so how do you sell comedy when you don't know what you're saying and it was just the greatest somewhere I have the DVD actually I think I lent the DVD to to, to that guy Jordy at uh, Much Music okay. And I think he never gave it back to me, but he also knew how horrible it was. So that is why I am now eating Pink Lady apples. I find them very tasty. They've got sweet, uh, but they're always firm. So that was okay. my big announcement.
1: The story behind Pink Ladies and Jeff is hilarious.
0: Oh, you you Googled it?
1: Yeah. Share it
0: with us. Uh, was my was my summary not correct?
1: It, well, it was correct, but how it came to be is hilarious. All right.
0: Let's, it, 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 enlighten us.
1: The president of NBC at the time, Fred Silverman, right? Fred Silverman. Yeah, yeah wanted to basically copy what he had done at ABC and CBS. So he wanted to do a variety show and he brought in Sid and Marty Croft.
0: Oh, the, the, I mean, Sid and Marty Croft are amazing. They, yes. did, uh, they did the Croft Super Show. That's right. Uh, H.R. Puff and stuff. The, the McDonaldland
1: characters. Yeah, they yeah, created yeah, the
0: McDonaldland characters and then had to sue McDonald's because McDonald's tried to screw them. Yeah. Whole story there. We met uh, Marty Croft, remember? Yes. We met Marty Croft. We yeah. We were, we were give, like, they told us we could go to their headquarters. And I'm thinking, there's going to be puffin' stuff and stuff like that. It was the most boring office yeah. ever.
1: Yeah. Anyway, go on. But, okay, so they wanted to do a variety show based on uh, Pink Lady. Um, and they wanted to do basically a Japanese-style show in America. They they wanted to make it, quote, the strangest thing that's ever been on television. Well, they
0: kind of succeeded.
1: And Fred Silver went, Silverman went, no, let's just do Donnie and Marie. And apparently the Croft brothers had been told that the Pink Lady girls were fluent in English. They weren't. And so they had to have a on-set translator to communicate with them. And they couldn't change anything last minute because once the dialogue had been written and they'd learned it, it couldn't be changed. So if anybody came in and ad-libbed, they were... They were screwed. Yep. So uh, apparently they were one of the early lip Uh It was apparently a common practice on American variety shows, but not for musicians, but it was apparently noticeable since they weren't performing in a language that they knew.
0: So they were like a uh, proto Milli Vanilli.
1: Yeah, and apparently it was a problem. It was confusing because the writers wanted separate identities for the two ladies. and But the whole point of the act in Japan was that they were one entity and performed in unison. They didn't know how to have separate stage personalities. That's well, why
0: it was Pink Lady, not Pink Ladies.
1: Right. And it, it it just shows how different Japanese concepts of identity are.
0: What it shows you is you should find this on YouTube if it exists. And now that you know the story, just watch. It is a beautiful disaster.
1: But, but it, it just shows how absolutely brilliant people can make crap.
0: Well, Fred Silverman had a lot of hits. Uh, you know, he was quite famous. He also had a lot of misses, including a show called Super Train, which was his answer to the love boat. Yeah. And it is one of the biggest failures in network television history. So I remember watching it. I remember well, watching Supertrend. I watched that, all these things.
1: That's the thing about American media, right? As long as you have one thing that's a huge success, that's what you're remembered for, right? Well, you're the thing a- is.
0: Well, the thing is, in American TV, if you have one thing that's a huge success, people are coming to you from all networks saying, Will you work with us? Will you give us a new idea? Will you give us a new in Canada? You have a big success and everyone's like, "Um, yeah, go to the back of the line.
1: No, but in Canada, they'll also just they'll remember you for the one thing you did that they didn't like. Yes. You can you can never have something that just doesn't work in Canada because that's what you'll be remembered for your worst moment.
0: I may be wrong, but I believe that Fred Silverman, when he was no longer a network president, was one of the forces uh, uh, behind the creation of Matlock.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. You know what? It it may not be. But I I I thought I'd drop that in. The
1: the fact that he presided over Scooby-Doo, the original incarnation of Scooby-Doo, all in the family, the Waltons and Charlie's Angels. Yep. It just like that's all over the place. I mean, he 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 greenlit so many shows,
0: yeah. Well, he had a magic touch for a while, and but I just think any magic touch is gonna wear out after a while.
1: I just think you know, some people are really good at hiring good people, the problem is how much to produce those good people.
0: I will, you're right, and I will say that the a real programming genius that was at NBC was the late Brandon Tartikoff.
1: Yeah.
0: Who, all the things you remember as popular sitcoms and TV mm-hmm, shows in the mm-hmm, 80s mm-hmm. came through Brandon Tartikoff. And I had the pleasure of meeting him. Yeah. At a, uh, a just for last. Name laugh
1: dropping yesterday. this week, right, Ed? And I, Name I, dropping. I
0: was, like, I, I've talked to lots of famous people and just water off a duck's back. Meeting Brandon Tartikoff was, for me, like meeting Jesus, right? Um, and on camera, we're talking, and we and him, and he says he points dead and says, "This is going to be the next big thing." I'm telling you, this is going to be the next big thing. Now he was being facetious, right? But he was actually right. It was. Um, oh,
1: there you go. You were correct, by the way. Yeah. After he left NBC, his production company did uh, did create Matlock.
0: Yeah. See, so the man has a enduring legacy.
1: As well as Jake and the Fat Man oh. in the heat of the night and Ed, one of your absolute favorites, Diagnosis Murder. Oh my God,
0: that show was horrible.
1: That yeah. was the male version of Murder, she wrote. I, I remember you back in the day making constant Diagnosis Murder joke, jokes.
0: The only saving grace of that was that it was Dick Van Dyke and how can you not like Dick Van well, Dyke? Th- th-
1: I, that's why I didn't know why you were trashing one of the greats.
0: Well, I wasn't trashing him. I was trashing his crappy show. Anyway. Yeah, but um, it's Dick
1: Van Dyke, man. Like, no matter what he does, there's an element of good in it just because he's so good.
0: I wonder if they were to reboot Diagnosis Murder now. What very, very old former sitcom star would would they bring in?
1: I just immediately thought of Steve Martin in Only Murders in the Building.
0: No, that's a great show.
1: Yeah, but, you know, the whole thing where they do the reboot and so they have to have him in, but they don't want him. I mean, what a brilliant satirizing of of legacy media, right? That they had is what's his name? Brazos, his character. Brazos. Yeah,
0: the character was Brazos. But
1: but he could be a star on the
0: show. Yeah, he was an actor who starred in a series called Brazos, yeah, which Brazos, ran many years. Right. And he was basically it was a cop show. And right. he was this 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 cop like Columbo. Similar. Like yeah. Um, and go on.
1: But they rebooted it, of course, with a black female lead. And they 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 had his character using a wheelchair and he had to pretend like he had dementia and yeah, he it was, was he just was... deliberately the worst. Yeah. I don't know how people didn't freak out over this because it was such beautiful satire, which guarantees people are not going to get it.
0: Yeah, he was playing Uncle Brazos, the the main, the original character. Yeah, Uncle,
1: Uncle Brazos. But he was
0: now old and infirm and he had dementia. So they had one scene where he starts talking about the case and then suddenly starts saying, I want soup. Yeah, it was.
1: It it was a flashback. Yeah, it was a flashback to Steve Martin's performance in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels.
0: If you have not seen Only Murders in the Building, there's two seasons now. They're both amazing. Um. I actually have never been a Martin Short fan. I love him in this series. And Selena Gomez, who I... She's I, really good. I really had no knowledge of... I, I was aware she existed. She is amazing in this series. She actually holds her own on screen with legends yeah. like Steve Martin I and mean, uh, and uh, uh, Martin Short. It's a great series. Great series.
1: Steve Martin, that would be for me, like you meeting Brandon Tartikoff.
0: Oh, I would love to meet Steve Martin.
1: Like the guy is just... and And I don't... See, I don't want to. I don't want to meet... People whose work I idolize because back in the much music days, every time I did it, they were terrible. And I couldn't listen to Gish, the Smashing Pumpkins album. I could not listen to that album for like 10 years after meeting the Smashing Pumpkins because they were so horrible and miserable. Same with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Same with a bunch of other bands. And then I'd meet bands I didn't like. And then they were so nice and professional that I couldn't not like them anymore I had to stop being a hipster because you know what they were really nice and then I listened to the music it is like you know what it's not so bad you really get a sense of people when they're really drunk at the MMVAs <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah and that was, yeah
1: like all the pop princesses you know except for Britney Spears that they wouldn't let us near uh, but all the pop princesses were really nice people and it really gave me a, a new appreciation for sort of the pop genre the Backstreet Boys were really nice guys Nickelback great dudes yep and it it made it harder to make fun of their music which of course was our job and everybody sort of knew the shtick but you know the the lousiest pop out although I I will say for what they did the Backstreet Boys were actually excellent uh, I remember
0: speaking of boy bands and we got to go to a break, but I remember speaking yeah. of boy bands in the MMVA after party. I remember one of them, Joey from NSYNC was walking around showing everybody his contact lens that had the Superman logo on it.
1: Okay. That isn't what Joey showed me that had Superman on it. Pardon me? Cause I had, I had the Superman wallet at the, the we'll save this for over the break.
0: Now I'm worried. All right, you know uh, this story. I don't think I do. We'll be. Oh, back. Oh, you know
1: this story. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: maybe it'll it'll remind me. We'll be back after this.
1: That's Nickelback.
0: All right. So, uh, what was that story? The, yeah, the Joey Fatone joined... story. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't say if you're just joining us. This isn't like like in the past where people would be driving and then just tuning in and and missing well, things that they is heard on uh, Well, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I was mentioning about a much music after part, uh, much music video Awards after party, and Joey Fatone from uh, NSYNC had shown me his uh, contact lens with the Superman logo on it. And then you said he that's not what he showed you with the superman oh, logo it, it, on it. This, this is and a that story very, for the cr- ages, very cryptic. Man. Are, yeah, this, this,
1: yeah, this is such a good story. Does 100%. this involve
0: anything like the joke that ends with, Welcome to Jamaica, have a good time?
1: Uh, about 55 percent okay okay so uh i had it was like a superman wallet at the time and i got it in la so i was like yeah okay uh and i had like a superman shirt on as well because the management at much music used to make fun of me for being fat if i didn't dress up true story um but uh a certain high-placed executive at chum television did not recognize me in different cuts of shirt true story but so i was wearing like a, a superman shirt i forget and joey fatone goes superman you know for, for, like i'm nobody nobody talks to me and all of a sudden it's like oh cool all right uh, i've made fun of your videos numerous times i didn't say that i thought it but he's like superman i'm like, yeah. And he shows me the contact lens, the, the, the beginning of your story. Yeah. And I said, Look at my purse. And he's like, Oh, cool. And I think I had a keychain as well. There were a few rounds. And he's like, Wait, wait. You know, the one finger rolls up. Dude starts undoing his belt buckle.
0: What? And I
1: am like, What is going on? He had a Superman tattoo on his hip.
0: Oh, so it was. Uh... it it could have gone very awry.
1: Well, see, that was when I realized I was at a music event and not a comedy club, because if it had been a comedy club, that story would have ended up very differently.
0: Well, yeah, like that comedian who liked to walk around showing his testicles, saying it was a goiter.
1: Yeah, and he did it to me once, and I think I terrified him with my death stare. But, I mean, it was such a cool moment because this is somebody who you know in sync was a big deal but here was a guy just being a person to the point that he didn't think anything of dude he, what is going on he was just so excited by superman and that's why i love superheroes right and the thing is the the sort of you know not the most popular guys in the boy band they are always the nicest guys cuz they know exactly what they're doing right there's no ego in it. It's just, yeah, I'm getting paid. And Joey, the wasn't, the lowest,
0: Joey wasn't the lowest man on the total. No, but he, pole he, and wasn't, NSYNC. he
1: wasn't Justin Timberlake.
0: No, but he certainly wasn't Chris Kirkpatrick.
1: Okay. Chris Kirkpatrick was the short straw hair guy of InSync, and I give him credit.
0: You mean he had he drew the short straw and had to have the dumb hair?
1: Yes. Some of Chris's hairstyles did not age well, because they all needed to be branded, right? They all needed to be distinct. And he had like white guy dreads at one point. They weren't even dreads. They were braids like that. Yeah, that was before hair. that was before you weren't allowed to appropriate. That was when they wanted, you know, minority businesses to make money off of white people before it ruined everything.
0: Hey, that brings up a question of mine. Yeah, that just arose. You know how. um Hippie type guys who are very left wing usually um, would get white dreads. Yeah. Would have their hair and like, and they always look filthy. Unlike yeah. black people who can pull it off and look stylish. Right. White people with white guy dreads always looked filthy. Um,
1: yeah. But now, now that. The- can they
0: do that now? Can they have the white dreads? Cause it's, cause they're on the left and they would recognize it's, it's appropriating.
1: No, now they have the slimy beards.
0: The slimy beard. The
1: slimy beards. Okay, we need to talk about beard game, fellas. And so people are going to feel very called out about this and get mad at me. Story of my life. But beard oil, use it in moderation. It should not be the modern jerry curl. But a little bit, a little like dime size amount, maybe. Your beard should not be glistening like Rick James's hair in the early 80s.
0: Why do you want oil in your beard
1: well it it helps define the curls and stop it from being just a puffy mess which i appreciate but some there was a there was a guy on she-hulk last night and they deliberately gave him too much beard oil it's like yes yes a guy's chin should not be a slip and slide
0: i'm not gonna go there um
1: yeah oh too much beard oil is just it's another one of those things where that is not that is not showing consideration for the person you are involved with right which is exactly what it was intended to be on the show and that's why she hulk is brilliant i love she hulk
0: i admit i very much do enjoy watching she hulk there's so
1: many little details that, that you know women or people who date men pick up on that straight guys don't yeah and it's just so good
0: um I want to. While we're talking about media, I am very confused by the outcry amongst some quarters uh, about the fact that the live-action Little Mermaid will be played by a woman. Halle Bailey. Yeah, no, it's not Halle Berry. It's Halle somebody I else. Said
1: Bailey. Oh, Halle See, Bailey. everybody does this to the point that Halle Berry actually had to correct the record. Her name is Halle Bailey of. Haley x
0: Chloe. I don't know what Haley x Chloe is. It's a
1: it's a it's a girl group. They're a duo. I think they're sisters. I could be wrong, but girls got a great voice. Like so she- this is going to be like
0: Fresh Prince and used to be Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff, or actually it was Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Then the Fresh Prince got his own TV show, and Jazzy Jeff only occasionally got ca- cameos where he was thrown out the door. That's so right. the, so so the other person who was with uh, Haley. Is now gonna be uh, gonna be the new jazzy Jeff?
1: No, I, Chloe Chloe Bailey's a, a good singer. I I mixed up the band name as Chloe X Haley, but they're very good. Um, they they did the whole thing that one was the innocent one, one was the more like racy one, and a uh, Haley was the more conservative one, shall we say?
0: Well, she is now going to be or. It, it, is the star of The Little Mermaid. Movie. Yeah, and yeah. People are freaking out over this because she's a person of color. It's like, dudes, they're mermaids. <laughs> How is it?
1: Did, did you I- see Matt Walsh having a normal over this?
0: Uh, what was this? Was he the guy who said that scientifically?
1: Yes. Mermaids
0: wouldn't have dark skin because they're yeah, away mean, from the sun?
1: I mean, Matt Walsh the water? is a professional troll and I hate giving him attention, but this is the same guy that insists, you know, trans women aren't, aren't quote unquote real women because science, and now he's doing science on a mythical
0: being. I would mermaid love to science. know the science of how a mermaid can exist,
1: because they can't. It's just a fish that looks like a girl.
0: Oh my God.
1: That, sorry, that's a, that's a don't hit me so hard with the beer bottle. For those of you who are comedians out there,
0: yeah, we'll tell that story one day. Yeah,
1: we'll tell that story one day. But Um, I I am, I am actually stoked for this movie, and people actually treat me like a traitor for saying this.
0: Well, I mean, the only thing that bothers me is I don't like um, in all media characters who were redheads um, are no longer redheads.
1: Okay, but I will defend this. You I was def- this is what this? this is why people think I'm a traitor right. over this movie, because, right. yes, you know, other things have bummed me out. Black Widow being played by, you know, Scarlett Johansson and having a bad dyed wig. And then they even step away from that bummed me out. Right. You know, ginger's get the short end of the whole diversity and inclusion thing. We're covered by Ed Sheeran and Prince Harry. And that's it. So, oh, and Sadie Sink represents Sadie Sink. I couldn't I can't believe I forgot her. But, you know, she doesn't get cast because she's a ginger. She gets cast because she's really good. But if you've seen The Little Mermaid, right? Have you seen The Little Mermaid, Ed? Yeah, I saw it. OK. I mean, what's a her long, defining, long time ago, but what's her defining characteristic?
0: I don't know that she's a mermaid.
1: Her voice. Oh, that's what Ursula takes. She takes Her voice. The voice is the most important thing. We do not want Emma Watson as Belle again, people. They were right to cast for the voice first. Point B. If you make Ariel a white girl, you're going to have white people dancing and singing along to Calypso music. And we do not want that in 2022. That is bad, bad stuff. Right, and I mean, say that as a white person who likes Calypso. Um,
0: I, uh, I I hear your point. Um, and they're, they're, they're valid points. And the bigger point that I'm trying to make is that this is a fictional character. There is really nothing that prescribes that the character needs to be a Caucasian. Well, um, here's the thing. I don't have a problem. Unless there's a real reason within the, the, the truth of the character, so to speak. Right. That the character shouldn't be a different color or ethnicity. Right. I don't care. The thing is about uh, about eth- people who are c- cast in roles that who are not white and the, the original character was depicted as white, mm-hmm. um, it's always assumed that there was some woke plot. There was some deliberate I'm plot. I'm
1: so sick of that. Anytime
0: white people get cast in things all the time, and nobody thinks anything of it. You get somebody who is talented and fits the role, in this case because she can sing properly, and they all think that it, it, it's some kind of social experiment. I mean, people don't understand the entertainment industry. Okay. They don't give but- a rat's ass about woke. They care about making money. That okay. is it. I got something else I want to say about this topic, too. Um, okay. We'll be back uh, after this. Okay. okay. Okay, let's continue this talk about, uh, what do they call it? Race flipping or whatever. Oh, well, race swapping,
1: gender swapping. See, I have, I don't care
0: about any of that as long as they make a good movie, but as long as they also do nothing that actually violates the the core of the character.
1: See, I have a different issue with the whole, it's the reasons for all the swapping. Because. Uh, All right media companies don't want to pay for more trademarks they want to use the trademarks they already have and that's why you see so much of this you know oh so and so only a woman right it's joanna constantine instead of john constantine even even though warner actually owns the trademark for that too they could have gone with a completely separate character but they don't want to green they don't want to do we want a female Indiana Jones, so we're going to call her Lara Croft. They'll just do a female Indiana Jones. They have not done that. Harrison Ford is doing another movie, but you know what I mean? That's just the example I gave. And, you know, it, it's it's gotten ridiculous that a film at TIFF thought they could do a movie set in the Batman universe without a license, call it parody, and, and get away with that. No, of course you can't do that and sell tickets. But that's how... it, it Hollywood believes that there are no new ideas. And so they're just recycling old ideas. And I think I mean the entire reason we have Star Wars is because George Lucas couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon. The entire reason we have the Mortal Kombat franchise is because Midway it was Midway. Yeah, Nether Realms lost the lost the rights to Universal Soldier. Remember that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mortal Kombat started as a universal soldier game. That's why Johnny Cage is shirtless and does the splits.
0: Oh, all right. And that's
1: where all the tech guys came from, Kano and Jax. They're holdovers from the origin as universal soldier. You know, people complain about copyright and these big companies hanging on to copyright forever. But the way these studios don't want to pay for the trademarks don't want to pay for this the only reason we get new ideas is because they're forced to do it and they're finding more and more reasons to not create new stuff they're just taking old stuff and they know people are going to freak out now star wars doesn't make sense to me uh ibram uh, uh moses ingram's character in what's that show? They're all blurring Kenobi. Together. Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi that one I don't understand I don't know why people freaked out about that there have been, always been black people in Star Wars, always, always always, always look up the a- actor who voiced Darth Vader people, there have oh, always Billy Lando. Williams yeah, yeah, Lando. There, there have always been black people in Star Wars I don't know why people because that's a new character too, right? Mm-hmm that that's when I start going, no, there's a problem here. And if you notice how good the things are that actually embrace diversity properly, like Ms. Marvel's amazing. Yes, you know? Ms. Marvel's
0: a great series.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's different. She-Hulk's good. I don't care what anybody says. She-Hulk's good. But we got to do something about this freaking out because it's not good for anybody working on this stuff. It's not good for me as somebody who covers pop culture. I'm so sick of it it's not good for the actors involved these people are fairly young sometimes not cool you know and you hear more and more actors talking about the toll this stuff has on their mental health and people just feel entitled to keep screaming and i don't get it we all claim we don't like bullies and yet when it comes to a piece of media for some odd reason people turn into like Media and politics. People just turn into bullies, and I don't get it.
0: I think what they meant is they themselves don't like being bullied. I I, I don't know that they actually don't like bullies. They would just like yeah. to be the bully. I, I don't understand the level of passion that people have and why they freak out. But the oh, thing I, I do understand. Okay, but the thing I I do understand is when a a character um has been some way some in some ways it's distracting. Um, from who the character really is. Like, for example, the character of Snow White. She is called Snow White in the books. The reason she got the name... Yeah,
1: you you keep bringing this up, even though you got in trouble for this.
0: Her skin is supposedly very fair. That's why she got the name Snow White. So it is inherent in the character to be Snow White. So when you don't do that, I look at it and say, well, why... Would you do that when that's important to the character? The other thing is See,
1: I I think they should do Snow White as like an orphan black, like Disney does orphan black, and have Peter Dinklage play all the dwarfs.
0: That would be very that was interesting. a joke. That was I, a joke. I would I would love Peter Dinklage to play all of them.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he got in trouble over that too. Like that's how bad things are. <laughs> an actual dwarf cannot make comment about the Snow White movie without people trying to cancel him (laughs) like it's that messed up other little people got mad at him for his comments on Snow White because apparently they weren't using actual actual little people for the dwarves or something like that I don't know what but they they all basically jumped on Peter Dinklage for not recognizing his privilege and not bringing the rest of the little people community along with him (laughs) it's like what is going on with the world?
0: Very strange. Very, like, like yeah. what, Everybody's, what everybody's got on. an axe to grind.
1: Thanks to Peter Dinklage, you'll notice that, you know, actors are doing red carpets with their much taller girlfriends. And I think it's because of Peter Dinklage. Because they watch that women love Tyrion Lannister. And yeah, it's just, it. I can't believe they griefed that guy
0: poor guy like he hasn't got enough
1: and that's the thing like we're talking about this not that oh look at these people you know standing up for things we're like no these people are crazy like bad crazy that that's how that's how people look when and i do it too i mean i was really angry about the the sandman netflix show and people love that show but i'm angry about it so that's that's how i can understand when an adaptation doesn't meet your expectations it's upsetting
0: I don't understand the level of passion that people have and why they freak out. But the oh, thing I do. I do understand. Okay. But the thing I, I do understand is when a, a character um, has been some way, some in some ways it's distracting um, from who the character really is. Like for example, the character of snow white, she is called snow white in the books. The reason she got the name... Yeah, you
1: you keep bringing this up, even though you got in trouble for this. Her
0: skin is supposedly very fair. That's why she got the name Snow White. So it is inherent in the character to be Snow White. So when you don't do that, I look at it and say, well, why would you do that when that's important to the character? Here's the thing that for me takes me out of a movie momentarily or longer. It's when there's uh, it it depicts a particular society historically, right? Which historically was uh, heterogeneous in in its uh, ethnicity. Like the thing with Thor, Thor was a
1: Norse myth. The right. Norse
0: people were white
1: and, okay. and brown hair and blue eyed. Yes, but the Norse did adopt people from other cultures. Not not Africa. <laughs> they didn't get that far.
0: Well, that's the thing. So I watch. Thor, and I'm like, I am glad to see people of various ethnicities and skin colors in movies, but I watched Thor, and I'm like, why is there a Chinese Norse person? That, why is there a Black Norse person? Okay, that was like that just seems
1: Elba, though, man. Heimdall's awesome.
0: It, I, I like the character. He played the character well, but mm. I look at it, and it's like, this doesn't actually make sense according to the source material.
1: Okay, but don't forget, Ed, In the original Thor, they they waffled on whether or not they're actually the Norse gods. In the first movie, they didn't want to push it. So they made it very clear that they were aliens.
0: But they were aliens that the Norse worshipped as gods. So they were still for the Norse.
1: Yeah, but I just assumed that, you know, we see that Odin basically takes babies from the cultures that he conquers and destroys. So I figured that's where Heimdall and uh, I forget which Warriors three, uh, character he played, but uh, that's where that's where I headcannoned that from.
0: Uh, it's, it it takes a lot of a lot of ba- uh, uh backflipping and stuff and and bending to see that it's just for me it's like I have no problem with the the gender is changing the ethnicity is changing as long as it stays true to something essential about the character. That's why I watch him like all right, now you've taken me out of this movie that I already suspended my disbelief massively, but now you've done this and it make, it brings me back to the real world and why they've done it, and, it, and I don't...
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, I felt that way with the Resident Evil show that was on Netflix. Like, of all the characters, you could pretty much reswap swap any character in that series, except for perhaps Ada, because her last name's Wong, but... Uh, Every character but Wesker could be not white. But Wesker is basically the ubermensch. They they track his origins to Austria and Romania and all that stuff. They made Umbrella deliberately Nazi-esque. And they cast Lance Riddick to play a clone of him in in a Netflix TV show. And again, I I heard a rumor that that was just another script they got for something. And they said, can you make it Resident Evil? And they said, okay, because I want to get paid.
0: Well, it's like, imagine if there was a movie uh, set in the 1940s and they're showing the Nazis and within the Nazis, there are black and Jewish soldiers, like not black and Jewish Nazi soldiers. You'd be like, what the hell? Well, there were
1: sympathizers. Anyway. Uh, And I'm sure there I'm sure there were some Jewish actors who have played Nazis back in the day because. Well,
0: basically, everybody who played a Nazi on Hogan's Heroes was Jewish.
1: Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that that sort of undermines your point, Ed, because it's about the actor, not the character.
0: So if there were black Nazis, it would be like, come on. Anyway, let's move on
1: that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do that, have them be a, a soldier from the Egyptian theater. Right, there were there were parts of World War II that spread out spread out outside of Europe.
0: You know that I learned to speak German from Hogan's Heroes?
1: What do you know in German from Hogan's Heroes Ed? This,
0: this. Hogan! Excellent. Okay, we're gonna go to a break and then we'll be back after that. Okay. Now you have a particular pet peeve that you wanted to share with us. I give you the floor.
1: Yeah, okay, so. I we've spent a lot this whole show complaining about things. And I don't normally like doing that. I like to say stuff I like. And the problem is, whenever you put anything that you like in public now, social media, just at a you know, you're you're sitting around for drinks, Zoom hangout, anything. The minute you say you like something, someone most of the time, their male has to jump in and talk about how much they hated it, and it was the worst ever. And it takes less than five minutes for that to happen. And I do not understand why someone is so socially maladjusted that they need to do that. Like it happened to me with uh, last night's She Hulk. I All said, right oh, wow, I mean, uh, this is finally a female superhero that I relate to. I said that that never happens to me. I'm always alienated by the female superheroes. And, And I love superheroes. Just the women, they don't reflect my experience, but Jen Walters does. And five minutes, and this is not just a troll. This is a guy I talk to all the time. I actually know his real name. I know what he does for a living, responds. That was the worst episode yet, in my opinion. Why do you do that? Why do otherwise sane guys feel the need, this compulsion to say they don't like something that you say you like?
0: I've been thinking as you're talking and I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I know I've done it too. Um... It's
1: a guy thing. It is a guy thing. Some women do it too, but it is almost always a guy thing. And if it, it makes me angry because it feels like the guy is certainly trying to dominate the conversation and, and in a way dominate me because I'm like, excuse me, who asked you? Uh, who cares? I you did know? it.
0: I did it recently with. you do Star- it to
1: deliberately be a jerk.
0: No, I did it with Star Trek Strange New Worlds.
1: Oh, you did not.
0: Because somebody was talking about how great it was. And I wanted to to warn people that it ain't so great. And I wanted to represent the other people who would read his comments but and you, say, you wait, wanted, is that, are you watching the same show as you, me?
1: You wanted to represent that? Is this like an influential person? Yes. Okay. But even so, so what? He liked it. Let him like it. Make your own comments on your own dang timeline. He's allowed to like it. You're allowed to not like it. Somebody who is excited about something is getting a little joy in the world. Doesn't need to know you hated it.
0: Well, they get joy seeing that I read their stuff and respond. So that's my present.
1: present uh, that. Okay. So that's the thinking behind it. Because that's what that's what guys keep saying is I'm adding to the conversation. I'm offering my opinion. And maybe this is fine when guys do it to each other. But it just feels like P-U-A-B-S when a guy does it to a woman. I don't care. People get mad at me for this stuff. It's true. It is so hard to speak well female to begin with. And this is just true. Look at what happened to Lisa Laflamme, right? She wanted to cover more coverage in the Ukraine. See ya, make up an excuse, right? It is so hard to express opinions as is. Why are people making it harder over stuff that does not matter?
0: You know, you've, uh, you've caused me to, to rethink my policy.
1: Like, cause I don't, I, like I said, I don't like the Sandman show and I see people I know who love it and I don't jump into their timelines to tell them how junk I think Sandman is. If they like it, I got one friend, I constantly griefer about it cause it's a joke, but you know, I'm not jumping in to people's Twitter timelines to say how much I hate something cause I want to be able to like stuff without getting dogpiled. I want to be able to not like stuff without getting dogpiled. And one thing can't exist without the other. So please stop this. Mm.
0: Food for thought, I'll tell you.
1: I just am so sick of the it It is so hard for me to not swear right now. It is just, it was great and I enjoyed it and I wanted to share with people how much I like it. And this, can I say jerkwad? It's not what I want to say. Yeah, you can say jerkwad. But but this, this guy, who knows me? We talk all the time. All of a sudden, he loses his mind. And just said, oh, worst ever. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? Oh, I'm totally wrong. I take it back?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, food for thought. And that takes us to the end of the show.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: Um... So uh, Liana can be heard on her podcast and radio show of the name "It's Not Therapy," uh, covering providing no psycho babble and no power of positive thinking airy fairy stuff. It's hands-on solutions and suggestions for the things that people deal with day to day.
1: This was this week was actually the opposite of power of positive thinking. It was on toxic positivity.
0: Yeah, you see, you'll you'll hear things on "It's Not Therapy" that you won't find on mainstream uh power of positive thinking sites you'll find stuff that's a little more hands-on and something you can you can get a grip on anyway it's called uh, it's not therapy it's available on all podcast uh platforms and you can it it drops as the kids say every thursday 7 p.m uh on saga 960 a.m saga960am.ca
1: you can listen to everything in podcast form uh i'm on twitter at not therapy show or at Red Liana K, uh, but there is uh, uh, I, I always use the Podbean, but it's not therapy show on Podbean as well.
0: Okay, check that out. Um, NewMusicNation.ca has new content. Uh, our our uh, VJ Des uh, made his debut. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, that was in...
1: long overdue. Yeah, he's long. He's
0: up in Innovik, different time yeah. zones. Um, and that's it. So, uh, Liana, you want to uh, do the honors? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.